evening, everybody, and welcome to Beyond the Math, a weekly episodic podcast where we bring you the latest in news, reviews, rumors, and all the buzzes going on in the world of professional wrestling. I am your host, as always, DM. Alex is not with me this week. I believe he is still hanging out with his family, and it is hot as hell. I would understand if it was a complete shut-in, because let me tell you something, folks. Over here in Arizona today, it is 112 degrees. Tomorrow night is Monday Night Raw. Tonight is Money in the Bank. And the two hottest days of the year so far are... I'm going to be extremely wrestle-heavy. The fact that I'm going in a Balor Club black t-shirt in 120-degree weather says a lot to my dedication or my psychosis. Uh, Money in the Bank is going to take place later on tonight in just a little bit. We have just a couple hours here before we kick off the show. Uh, those of you that listen to the show are probably curious as to exactly what's been going on with the uploads. Again, I have uploaded them. There was a slight issue with iTunes because they were updating, and I don't know if you guys had any problems with this, um, but while my iTunes was updating, it completely erased all of the podcasts. It actually, I had to go into the user settings and restart it and blah, 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 but all the episodes are uploaded and updated, and everyone who listens to the fantasy if you go to the Facebook page at Scyther Pod- or F- Scyther Podcast Fantasy section, all the updates should be there. Everything should be back up and running. For those of you that sent me messages about the Orlando shooting thing, um, I thank you. And those of you that, well, didn't, well, then you can keep your opinions. Uh, no, the things have been going crazy. Things are absolutely crazy. People are still standing up and screaming about the whole Orlando shooting thing. It was a tragic, 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 horrible occurrence. And I still stand on my soapbox and say that what happened in Orlando has nothing to do with the fact that they were gay or anything of that nature. I don't think LGBT activists need to get involved. I think what needs to happen is they're people. It's irregardless of what their sexuality is, they are people. And what sickens me, and those of you that follow me on Facebook know this, I wrote a small editorial about how this whole Orlando shooting is now becoming an anomaly. It's becoming its own facet for celebrities to jump on board and say, well, I support gay rights. Or I support, you know, you know, all the gays that, you know, died and all that. So were you not supporting them beforehand? And if you were supporting them, why do you have to say it and make it public? Um, gun control is an issue. The, the community is an issue. There's so many issues going on in the world I don't think we need to put labels on these individuals that died. I think we should just let them rest in peace and say they were victims, they were people, they live and breathe just like all of us. And the minute we put a label, a stigma on it, is when it becomes a bigger issue than it already has. And for all the celebrities out there that are saying, you know, we support, you know, Orlando and put up the rainbow ribbons and all that, has nothing to do with the fact that they're gay. They're people. They're in, they're individuals. You know, the minute you start labeling people, the minute you start grandstanding, the minute you start turning this into a social issue that has nothing to do with it, I think that's where the problem lies. It would be no different if the guy walked in there and shot a bunch of black people, or shot a bunch of Asian people, or shot a bunch of white people. You know, they're not going to, you know, they never say that. It's always if it's some kind of gender thing, and personally... I don't think they need to label it. I don't think they need to grandstand it. I think they just need to say that 50 people died at a uh, 
a bar in Orlando. It was you could you don't even have to say it was a gay bar. You don't even have to say that. All you have to say is that fifty people were shot. We found the guy. The guy's dead or whatever. You and you know let the people rest in peace. And that is still my stance on that. If you people feel that you need to stand on your soapbox and start, you know, preaching and praising, you know, gay rights and all that, that's fine. I'm not going to stop you from doing it, but I don't see where murder <laughs> um, has anything, their sexuality has nothing to do with murder. What they do in their personal lives has absolutely nothing to do with you know, who they were as people, who they were as individuals. It has nothing to do with it. What about all the people that were in there that weren't gay? So, you know, that that's my whole problem with this whole thing, and I've spoken about it a thousand times over. I'm done talking about it. I'm done with the whole thing. Uh, those of you that, that know me very well know that this is something that I don't play around with. This is something I don't fool with. There is evil in this world. There is a lot of evil in this world. There is no answer. You take away all the guns, people will rebel. You give everybody guns, everyone will shoot each other. You put up walls, people will invade. You take down the walls, people will sneak in. There is no answer. There is no solution. The only answer that I can give you is that this world is a crazy, 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 crazy place. There are some maddening people out there. And they're, they're, just protect yourselves, everyone. Just protect yourselves out there in the real world. It is crazy. It is nuts. I'm not saying don't stand up for yourself, but I am saying, you know, don't turn it into something that it's not. Don't turn this fiasco into a media hoopla. Don't get behind celebrities that all of a sudden are supporting things that have nothing to do with the issue. And you know, it's a crazy, scary, stupid world that we live in. And it's not the end of times. It's not biblical, because I'm tired of hearing that too. People saying that it's the end of days. No, it has been the end of days for 2016 years. It is not the end of days. What people did in the Spanish Inquisition are worse than what we're doing now. What people did in the Roman times are worse than what we're doing now. There is nothing that... I said, I'll, I'll throw you guys a bone. I'll throw you conspiracy theorists a bone. Yeah, there's a lot more viable options that could be used to hurt people. But back then, they didn't have options. They had to get creative. So, with that being said, it's a scary, sick, disgusting place. And hopefully everyone listening is safe and protected. And there's no fear. There's no fear of going outside. There's no fear of your sexuality. There's no fear of your race, creed, or color. It's a scary world, and the only thing we have to do is do our best to make it the best that we can. And that's what we're here for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to make the best of everything. And tonight, we're going to talk about the news of the week. we got Monday Night Raw, and we have Money in the Bank coming up. I did predictions last week, thinking that Sunday was the pay-per-view, but it wasn't. It was actually It's actually tonight, so I completely messed that up, and my predictions still stand. They're still going to stand. Why don't we get into the news of the week? Now, the news of the week that we were given, or at least that I had this week, there's not, again, a lot to go on, but there were a couple of bits and pieces in the news that made me raise an eyebrow. We're going to get to the big one. And we're going to get to that in a little bit, but why don't we talk about the most recent thing that occurred, and that was that WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Lawler has been arrested for domestic violence, according to WFSB.com and TMZ and Yahoo and Facebook and Wrestling LOL and Wrestling Inc. and All Wrestling News. You name it, it's everywhere. 
Lawler's 27-year-old fiance, Lauren McGride, got into an argument that turned violent and involved a gun. She tells Memphis police that Lawler held her against the kitchen counter, hit her head, hit her in the head, pushed her up against the stove, put a gun on the kitchen counter, and told her to go ahead and kill yourself. He said it began when she lied about where she had been, scratched him in the face, threw a candle at him, kicked him in the groin, and he says that he had been drinking and threatened to kill her, kill herself. Cops couldn't determine who started the altercation and arrested both of them. WWE issued the following, as they have zero tolerance for matters involving domestic violence, as per our policy. Jerry Lawler has been suspended indefinitely following his arrest. Okay, folks, we have another one. Another domestic violence case that happened, and it just happens to be Jerry the King Lawler. Now, I haven't read his book. I've read snippets, but I haven't read his book. Um, you listen to shoot interviews and Jerry Lawler and all this stuff. I don't want to say I'm not surprised, but I am a little. Uh, this is troublesome because now this is starting to become a trend. Now it's going to be Nancy Grace and CNN jumping on WWE saying, what's wrong with your wrestlers? Now they're beating women. And we're going to have this whole fucking fiasco and this whole thing, and hopefully that's not the way we're going. Here's my thing. You people know how I feel about men that abuse women. You know how I feel about domestic violence. You know how I feel about all that stuff. So, unfortunately, as much, as much respect as I have for Jerry Lawler in the wrestling ring, as an individual, as it stands, with the facts that we have, I can't respect him as a man, unfortunately. You can argue the fact that he was drunk, she was drunk, it was heat of the moment, you can argue that all you want. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, Beyond the Matters listeners, I don't respect anybody who hits other people. Let me just break it. I don't respect people that hit women or children. I have no tolerance for any of that. I have absolutely no tolerance for for abuse, for violence. I don't. I, I absolutely don't. From, again, what the reports is saying, she lied about where she was supposed to be, he got in her face about it, and there was an attack. He hit her against the head, or held her against the kitchen counter, and hit her in the head, pushed her against the stove, threatened her to kill herself with the gun. She kicked him in the groin and threw a candle at him. I'm sure this happens a lot in our world, unfortunately, but I'm still standing on my basis of morals. I'm standing on the fact that even if the bitch deserved it, even if the bitch deserved it, you don't hit a woman. You do not hit a woman. I know there are certain circumstances where you might have to, but in this case, if Jerry Lawler was drunk, if Jerry Lawler was sober, it doesn't matter. He struck her, and I have, as a man, I have little to no respect for him because that's just not something that you do. And I'm sure everyone from Jim Ross to... Everybody else is going to praise him that you don't know Jerry Lawler, you don't know this, you don't know that. I do not condone domestic violence. I do not condone abuse towards individuals. I don't condone it. And you can preach to me until you're blue in the face. This is not something that needs to happen. Now, if she started it, 
and, you know, attacked him physically, then we'll talk. But again, from the report, from what we're given, Jerry Lawler may not have been, he may have, he start, looks like he started the fight, she started fighting back, he struck her first, she struck him back, and it just kind of went from there. I'm sorry, King, but, you know, your career in WWE is done. I don't know how, because Stone Cold Steve Austin is still with the company. I don't understand that, and that's been well documented, whether you want to believe it or not. But, again, I have no I have no tolerance for people like that. And, unfortunately, King, I, I really liked you, but this is one of those instances where, you know, bad judgment, and it's going to take a long, long time. You know what? No, it's not even going to take a long time. My opinion of you is probably going to stay this way probably until the day you die. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Unless the facts come out that she beat the crap out of you and you were defending yourself, and even that, kind of a stretch. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Lawler is gone from WWE. That means that most of his videos are probably going to be taken away. He won't be doing commentary on SmackDown anymore, so they'll probably have Morrow uh, and Michael Cole and probably... I don't know. I don't know who else they can have on the SmackDown feed now, because Lawler was over there. Probably Morrow and Brennan, if he's still around. I heard he was on a sabbatical, so... Oh, excuse me there. I, uh, I'm getting dry mouth. Uh, it's hot here in the desert. It's 112 degrees. you have to forgive me. But what they're going to do for SmackDown, I don't know. I'm sure Morrow is going to be there, and it should be an interesting uh, lineup. Probably Morrow and Cole. That might be a good combination of Morrow and Brennan or Morrow and Graves. Why not? Let's just, why don't we do that one? I know Graves is big on NXT, but this would be a good way to move him up a little bit on the main roster. And there is going to be a brand split pretty soon, so maybe it's for the best. During the mailbag segment on the installment of Wrestling Observer Radio, one of the readers asked if there was any news regarding Tyson Kidd and his return to the ring. Dave Meltzer, so take this with a grain of salt, said nothing is new at this point, and the general feeling is that he is surprised he survived the near-fatal incident in his match against Samoa Joe that sidelined him with the injury. Meltzer said that it's hard to believe that he would ever wrestle again. Yeah, we haven't seen Tyson Kidd in a long time. He came back and wrestled a little bit with Cesaro, and I think he was on the roster for maybe six months at best, and then he got into a fight with Samoa Joe on NXT when they wrestled, and he nearly died. So, I don't know. I think everyone's saying that Tyson Kidd's career is one and done at this point. Uh, It's probably for the best. Unfortunately, that's... That's something you just don't want to hear, but, you know, accidents happen in WWE, and that's just the way it's going to be. So Tyson Kidd, I don't expect him to be in WWE or on WWE programming anytime soon, because I don't know the whole specifics of how bad his prognosis is, but from what I've heard, it's not good. Tyson, uh, take some time and heal and heal and heal, and hopefully WWE will have something for you if you're able to wrestle again. And this is the other big bit of news that came out. This was last Sunday or last Monday. It was one of the two. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy week over here. Chris Warren, the singer of the DX band, who blessed the WWE with the D-Generation X theme song, has passed away at the age of 49. Warren died on Sunday, and details of his death are still unreported. The Valet Cottage, New York native, contributed Several songs to the WWE canon, most memorably Break It Down, which soundtracked the arrival of D-Generation X. Warren also performed Triple H's My Time. So Chris Warren, Chris Warren of the DX Band is dead and gone. I haven't heard any further developments. I have looked everywhere, but it appears that there is nothing else to report. 
49 years old, that is young. That is very young for someone to pass on. Am I heartbroken about it? I don't want to say I'm in the corner, you know, rocking back and forth and... You know, I, I'm not going to say that I'm lighting candle vigils or anything, but this is sad. You know, he was someone that, you know, that, that passed away, and he did contribute to WWE. And I think the last time we... I th- even think he did something with Run DMC as well when they did Xbox theme. And if I'm not mistaken, he also did the X-Factor theme back in 2000 when it was X-Pac and Albert. And he may have done one other one other song, and I don't quite remember... Exactly, but I know he was an integral part of WWE, at least for a little while. Those of you that are curious, you can go on to www.legacy.com slash obituaries, and you would type in Christopher J. Warren, and you will see his obituary and a, pe- and a picture and all the stuff. And Again, if you're curious into that kind of stuff, if you want to, you know, I think the, the, the service was actually on Friday, so if you send flowers, it's going to get there late. Uh, yeah, again, kind of a shock, a little bit surprised, a little bit, you know, jarring. He was only 49 years old, and, you know, it's another death in professional wrestling, and I'm sure he'll be in the Hall of Fame this year, because they got to have one... It's going to be... This year, I have a feeling it's going to be nothing but dead people in the Hall of Fame. We know China's going to go in there, and now probably Chris Warren, so unfortunately, that's, that's just the way it's going to go, so... Again, sad news for WWE, sad news. Probably, I don't want to say for the music industry, per se, because I know he had the band Broken, but, you know, you don't wish that on anybody, and, you know, rest in peace, my friend. TNA Impact Wrestling issued the following statement regarding the technical problems on Pop TV on their latest installment of Impact. We apologize for the issue with at Pop TV. The issue is with the master control, and they are working to correct it. Please stay with us. The at Pop TV broadcast center is experiencing technical issues and are working to resolve the issue. We will pass along updates as we get them. We understand your frustration. At Pop TV ensures us they are working to fix technical issues. We will find. We will update you. As we are updated, Pop TV issued the following: We apologize for any technical difficulty. Please stay with us as we will be airing the entire. Hashtag Impact Wrestling event. You know, I I got nothing. Oh, I, I absolutely I got nothing. I've been saying this for years. I've been saying this for years. TNA, it's time. These are just these these are these aren't just hints. These are specific signs sent to you, probably from God, that it's time to go away. Bobby Roode just got signed to NXT, and Abyss is one of the last originals left, and he just re-signed to deal. Talk about loyalty going down with the ship. I don't know what they're doing with people now over there in TNA. It is just a whole new world of crazy. They can't even secure a TV station that can broadcast their stuff. It's, It's at that point. And the last bit of news here, we'll end on a happy note. The TNA Slammiversary pay-per-view almost didn't happen. Dean Broadhead, TNA's Chief Financial Officer and Chief Operating Officer, wrote the following on his personal Facebook page. On Thursday and Friday, I logged over 80 business calls on my cell. Attorneys, accountants, vendors, bankers, and employees. 
Maybe time to retire, but maybe not until everything is in the right place. To answer why, I had a 12-hour time frame to secure interim financing so that the production trucks could come. Lawyers, bankers, accountants, and owners. Some of them were out of the country. Some of them were on the West Coast, and some of them were on the East Coast. And that was the reason for all the calls. According to PWInsider.com, it's possible that Billy Corgan getting involved as a minority owner helped secure the financing so the pay-per-view could be produced. TNA is going through with tapings this week, but is believed that the company is only taping through Wednesday instead of through Friday due to not having enough financing. It's actually more expensive to delay tapings because TNA would have to fly everyone to Orlando a second time because they don't have the funds right now to tape beyond three days. Broadhead is dealing with TNA's financial problems, and it has been an ongoing issue. TNA can't afford to pay their talent. TNA can't afford television. TNA can't afford to film. TNA can't afford to produce. TNA can't afford to be TNA. Dixie, it's time. Close everything down. And stop. It's over. TNA, it's not even dead. It's just now, just, it's... I hate the phrase, beating a dead horse. This is beyond beating a dead horse. This is so far past the realm of a dead horse that the person beating the dead horse is dead at this point. You're beating the person beating the dead the, the dead horse. No! It's... Wow, just they that unable they're unable to afford their tapings. They're barely able to afford their pay per views. They're barely able to do anything. TNA, it is time to close your doors. It's time to put the dog to the pasture. It's over. It's done. For everyone that stayed loyal to TNA, my hat's off to you for staying loyal to that company. They can't afford to pay anybody. It's over. It's just time to close up shop and be done with it. That's going to do it for the news of the week. Why don't we get into Monday Night Raw. So Monday Night Raw opens up rather classy as everyone stands outside and they have a moment of silence for all the victims uh, in the attack of Orlando. After that, Michael Hayes hypes that the Ambrose Asylum is going to be with Seth Rollins and I can't think of and Roman Reigns, so that should be an interesting one. We then have the New Day coming down on the ring and out comes, and they make fun of Kobe Kingston's shoes, out comes Enzo and Kaz, and they have a stare off and a talk off and a yell off, and out comes the Vaude villains, and out comes Gallows and Anderson. Big fight, big massive fight, back and forth. It's a match. They're going back and forth. The club and the Vaude villains are able to get the win. It's just promotion for the four, Fatal Four Way pay per view, which is still going to be an interesting match to say the least. Um, it'll it'll be fun. We then get a vignette with Darren Young and Bob Backlund. No one cares. Moving on. 
We go backstage, and Stephanie McMahon is talking with Shane, and they're trying to discuss what's going to happen with Raw and SmackDown. Kane wants to become the general manager and run SmackDown. Hilarity ensues. We then have a match. Um, I'm going to try to remember this the best I can off of my notes here. We had a vignette for the Shining Stars. Nobody cares. Moving on. Titus O'Neil makes his way out to the out to the ring, but Rusev beats the dog shit out of him and knocks him out with a running kick to the back of the head. Moving on. We're supposed to have the Empress Asylum. We're going back to commercial. Uh, we come back from break, and they talk about Titus O'Neil. Back to commercial. We come out to the ring, and out comes Dean Ambrose for another edition of the Ambrose Asylum. This was a segment. This was a really good segment between all three of them. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose pointing out, you know, I uh, I might just win the fucking thing and cash in and I'll just beat all your asses. So, <laughs> yeah. Really good segment between the three of them. Uh, it really made the match seem more important than it had to be. So, I really enjoyed this segment. I thought the segment was fun. I thought it helped promote the match. Dean Ambrose might be the third anomaly in there. It's almost too obvious, so I'm not going to change again my... I'm not going to change my opinion on it. We see John Cena talking to Shane McMahon, moving on. We then have... Uh, we go to a commercial break, and there's a lot of commercials on this whole thing. It's it's crazy. Paige versus Charlotte, to which Paige gets the win because... Oh, what's her name? Dana Brooks threw Charlotte into the ring to try to help out. Rampage 1, 2, 3. Oops. Uh, Charlotte yells at Dana Brooke and says, you know, don't screw this up because you have to be good to be with me. And if you're going to screw this up, you're not going to be with me anymore. So a little dissension in the ranks. I think it's a little early to pull this kind of stuff with Charlotte and Dana. It's a little early to be teasing a breakup already when they just got together. But, you know, it's, it's out of my hands. It's out of my hands. Good match, though, for what we got for five and a half minutes. Sheamus versus Zack Ryder. And, well, did anyone have any faith in Zack Ryder? No, Sheamus gets the win. Uh, he starts to beat on Ryder, but Apollo Cruz comes down to the ring and makes the save. Cruz is going to probably fight Sheamus because it's going to happen. Kevin Owens interrupts Kane and Shane talking backstage and says he's looking for Stephanie to... He says he's going to mention something and that Alberto Dario is actually late getting to the arena. Dario shows up and says, you called immigration on me or you screwed up my car rental or something like that. So to which Kane goes, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put Kevin Owens and Alberto Dario in a tag match and if they lose, they're, the team that beats them gets to be placed in Money in the Bank. So we have... What, uh, recipe for disaster here. This this could be good. Sami Zayn versus Cesaro. Awesome, 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 awesome match. Sami Zayn gets the win with a move that I can't really explain. Uh, holy crap. The crowd goes crazy. Cesaro looks stunned. I was shocked that Sami Zayn got the win because I thought they were going to give him the losing streak and then finally win big at Money in the Bank. That could still possibly happen, but now that he won, probably not. But awesome hustle between the two of them. This was absolutely... This was amazing. Uh, this was absolutely amazing. Match of the night. We then go to the ring, and it's a contract. John Cena says his piece and says, you're just like every other indie talent that came in here and said that you could fight me. AJ Styles comes down, and I'm not 
too thrilled with AJ's promo because it was a very, well, if I was here, it would have been me. If I was picked up, it would have been me. We've heard these promos before. It's the same thing we've heard. AJ, you, I know you, 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 you did it very well. We've heard it before. It's nothing new. John Cena throwing out, fight me one-on-one or fight me with the club. If you fight me one-on-one and you win, that proves everything. If you fight me with the club, it doesn't prove a thing. Unfortunately, Kevin Owens beat you on his first go-around, so I think that aura is missing. But this is a dream match. This is still going to be a good match. I did like the promo for what it was worth. It should be interesting. Good hustle on both of them. And John Cena... Being John Cena. When John Cena is a dick, he, that's when he cuts his best promos. We need more of this. Lucha Dragons versus Alberto De Rio and Kevin Owens. Well, spoiler alert, Kevin Owens and Alberto De Rio get the win, but they argued through the entire match. They screamed at each other the entire match. I'm surprised they didn't come to blows through the whole match. But they get the win, and Alberto De Rio kicks Kevin Owens in the face after the match. So, way to go there. And then had Chris Jericho going one-on-one with Dean Ambrose. This was a pretty decent match. Again, we've seen this match before, so it's kind of regurgitated a little bit, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it what it is. Dean Ambrose gets the win hitting dirty deeds. Did not actually see that coming. I figured Jericho would have won. This is the second time I think Jericho's lost on Monday Night Raw. Uh no, he, he's not. He won last week over Sami Zayn. So there really is no there really is no uh, I don't want to say there's no advantage leaning in because Del Rio was the timekeeper and Cesaro was the guest special guest announcer and uh, Owens and uh, Sami Zayn were doing commentary it all broke down into a fight after Dean Ambrose got the win Chris Jericho climbed up the ladder, grabbed the Money in the Bank briefcase, and rose it up and said, we're all stupid idiots. So, logic says that he's going to win, but if you follow wrestling, the one with the most advantage is probably not going to win. My prediction still stands that I think it's going to be Sami Zayn. Zayn versus Roman? I could see it. I could definitely see it. Dean Ambrose is again the another another anomaly that could pull this off. It might be Cesaro's time. There might be a seventh member. I don't know. We'll find out for sure. Especially, excuse me, especially when Money in the Bank comes on in just a couple hours' time. And it should be. I still think it's going to be a decent show. I've never had a problem with the Money in the Bank matches. Having six is a good number. Having seven, it seems a little bit overcrowded. But depending upon who they put in there. It should be interesting. And a quick note from NXT. Finn Balor asked, what does he have left to do in NXT? Fight Nakamura. And that's happening. That's going to do it all for this week's episode. I'll be on the mat. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and find us at Facebook at Scyther Podcasts and the Scyther Podcast Fantasy. It's a, light, it's a Facebook page. You cannot miss it. Don't forget to listen to us on iTunes. And also, if you still don't do the iTunes thing and you go to the website, you can go to TalkShoe and get the latest episodes as they come out and listen to them there. You can download them and do whatever it is you got to do. Don't forget to send emails. Don't forget to send requests. Don't forget to send uh, 
You know, any comments or questions about pertaining to the show, or any thoughts or any ideas going in, I've been getting a few of them left, right, and center, but unfortunately I've been answering them in private messages, so haven't been able to read any of them out. Haven't really gotten anything recently from anybody, but that's alright, because it's been a crazy, hectic week for, you know, for everyone. And over here in Arizona, it's hotter than hell. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to take a quick jump in the pool and a quick shower in before we have to make dinner, before Money in the Bank takes place in just a couple hours' time, which is taking place very, very soon. One quick bit of update here. I just actually just approached my desk. For those of you that are curious about the Royal Rumble this year, it's taking place at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Yay. That's going to do it all for this week's episode of Beyond the Mat. I am DM saying until next time, we'll see you again. Have a good weekend, everybody.